All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody had a great, great two weeks. We haven't, we weren't on Facebook Live last Monday because I had a um, all day seminar in Springfield last Monday about the importance of early childhood education. <clears throat> As you know, Illinois and the governor is is very passionate about early childhood education, doing all that we can to support our uh, our children through the, the de developmental stages. In fact, your brain is almost 90%, um, you know, full of knowledge at about six years old. I can say it a, a different way, a more technical way, but but they're just a sponge. And, and a lot of that formation starts uh, really, really before the age of six. And then school just um, refines it and works with it. And so uh, it was great, great information talking about a lot of things that were so important with regards to our educational system and with regards to um, supporting our children K through 12 overall. So it was a great all day seminar. So I apologize. I wasn't here last uh, Monday. That was the Monday before veto session. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of last week were veto sessions. So we were working pretty hard all week. First, I want to start off with uh, the cup of the day, the mug of the day. Uh, it's a It's a pumpkin mug for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, next week, uh, within a week or so, and um, just really, really working uh, to make sure that, um, you know, you got some pumpkin pie on the table. Uh, pumpkin pie is one of my favorites. I have to say my all-time, all-time favorite pie is peach pie a la mode. I, I just, uh, peach pie is my um, my weakness. Pumpkin pie is, is really a, a second best uh, with a uh, cool whipper whipped cream on it. So uh, definitely, I hope everybody um, is raring to go for their Thanksgiving holiday coming up. But here's, a, here's to a pumpkin mug. So for pumpkin pie, and I hope everybody has a great upcoming, uh, like I said, holiday. So what is going on? Well, believe it or not, the Bears beat the Carolina Panthers on Thursday, 16 to 13. Congratulations. That was a... a a good thing. Let's see what they do on Sunday, right? They're uh, playing against the Lions. So let's see what's going on. Uh, the Blackhawks on Thursday beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is not a sports show. It's just kind of fun things to do. But when we didn't narrow it down to in our area, what's going on in our area? Aurora University Spartan football team. Aurora University Spartan football team clinched the NACC Conference Championship with that Saturday defeat of Concordia University, Wisconsin, 23 to zero, at least in Aurora, in our area in the 84th district, we are just amazing, just killing it. So uh, definitely we are very excited. And then we have the Aurora Gators Youth Football 13U team. They cinched the Chicagoland Pop Warner Regional Championship with its Saturday defeat in Portage. So uh, 40 to 32 in, get this, triple overtime. So just want to say that uh, that is just really exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing their um, continued success. So here, here in our Aurora area, in the 84th area, we got a lot to go on. What happened last week? Well, first and foremost... On Friday, November 10th, was the Marine Corps birthday. If you didn't see it on Facebook or anywhere else, um, I don't know why. But uh, but Marine Corps birthday, Friday, November 10th, um, celebrating 248 years of the United States Marines. So uh, happy birthday to my fellow Marines out there. Belated birthday. I, I uh, enjoyed some time with a lot of them. 
over the weekend. So it was wonderful on Veterans Day. That was Saturday, uh, November 11th. So um, Armistice Day, ceasefire. If you don't know the history of uh, Veterans Day, I'm not going to tell it to you. Why don't you look it up? Why don't you Google it? Veterans Day celebrates the veteran. And I know um, a lot of people, uh, we do honor our Gold Star veterans and those that paid the ultimate sacrifice. But really, that um, that is Memorial Day. We honor um, all those we've lost. On Memorial Day, on Veterans Day, we honor those that have served um and for our country so it's it's a little bit of a different nuance but uh veterans day i was um really uh honored to receive uh an award from mayor Irvin uh for meritorious service for advocating for veterans and military families uh really honored to be with fellow recipients um uh, marine corps veteran gil rios love him know him uh known him for a very long time we got to set to get set together. Uh, founder of a call, um, really a call to shoulders. Greg Zaloni, um, he um, really uh, talks about shouldering the um, the responsibility of those that didn't serve to support those that did serve. Call to shoulders and a U.S. Army veteran and the keynote speaker was Pastor Talat McNeely. He spoke uh, very well about his um, his time in service. So Veterans Day was um, really a great day, and I'm, I'm completely honored. I was also honored the day before Veterans Day, of course, was the Marine Corps birthday. But aside from that, I was honored to uh, join a panel at Wabonzi Valley High School, Service Above South. And they highlighted women in the military, which I, I, it was it was a wonderful experience. Uh, Stacy Boyer, she was in the Navy. She is the uh, assistant commander at the Naperville VFW. Ingrid Kennedy, she was in the Air Force, and then Kim Woods Whitaker, she was in the Army, and it was moderated by an amazing guy, Eric Prokash, and he is enlisting in the Marine Corps, so of course I'm going to love that. It was wonderful, um, but uh, it was a great, uh, just a great panel, and and I really enjoyed it, and talking about our service as women veterans, and, and the different nuances of the um, of the different armed services, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Army. Uh, so I thought that was really great. And then I was also honored to be invited to go to the Fermilab Veterans Luncheon. And um, it was hosted by the Veterans Employee Resource Group. And I think this is wonderful that uh, businesses are, are engaging veteran resource groups, veteran employee research groups to create that fellowship that people had in the military that they didn't have when they get out. Um, and so I was I was joined by Illinois VFW Commander Brett Neela. And so um, again, we just talked a little bit about uh, the state of Illinois and um, what we are doing for our veterans. And lastly, there is a memorial at Easter Aurora High School that honors our veterans. It was unveiled on Thursday and uh, the memorial is for any of the Easter War veterans who passed away serving our country. And the location is near the football field. So it also has a special plaque that includes the branches of the armed forces along with special um, poppies and bricks to reflect the different branches of the military. So that's what happened around the area for Veterans Day. Now, again, my... Um, my office did uh, a wonderful job, and I want to thank everybody that helped participate and the students who created Veterans Day cards that we sent to the um, 
the state of Illinois veteran homes. Now, uh, some of you might know or might not know the state of Illinois has five veterans homes. And just recently I toured the Chicago veterans home that recently opened up. It's not at full capacity yet. They are ramping up staffing. And as they ramp up staffing, they're going to be able to let more individuals, more veterans in. Uh, but we uh, got a lot of wonderful cards. We passed those cards out at the Fox Valley Veterans Day uh, luncheon. That was on November 4th. And then we also sent them to our um, our veterans homes to thank those veterans for their service too. So I always say uh, Veterans Day is one day, but celebrate and honor our veterans every day. Ask them the story. Um Ask them how they served, where they served. Get to know them a little bit better. And uh, definitely your life would be more enriched. Um, so that is what is going on. Now today, just a little announcement. Today at noon, today, uh, November 13th at noon, uh, and Aurora's annual gifts from home program. So if you know anybody or uh, our our parent of anybody uh, serving on active military duty like myself, my son is overseas. The City of Aurora annual gift from home program will honor active military personnel from Aurora by providing them with a holiday package, including a gift card to use for online purchases and an Aurora memento and a personalized letter. So to do that, you go to the City of Aurora's website, aurora.il.org, aurora-il.org, I'm sorry. Uh, slash gifts from home. So definitely that's a um, a good website to go to. I um, I can put that in the chat. Uh, let me just uh, do that, dash IL. Uh, put that in the chat, but uh, slash gifts from home. So you need to submit the information before noon today. Uh, in addition to that, uh, the Veterans History Project. So the state Secretary of State Alexei Junilius is asking Illinois military veterans and their families to share their stories, photos, and mementos for future generations as part of the Illinois Veterans History Project. Now, I think this is really cool because, I mean, like a lot of veterans, uh, potentially a lot of veterans my age, you have a box of, uh, I have a shoebox full of many photos from when I was in. Now, unfortunately, during several of my moves, some of my earlier photos uh, from Camp Pendleton were... Um, were lost. Unfortunately, that does happen. I had a whole photo book that went missing, lost, gone. But um, I still have some. I have a shoebox full of pictures from when I was in Okinawa and stuff to that effect. So um, seriously, it's 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 one of those wonderful things that um, that we can do, and and that the Secretary of State is doing the Veterans History Project. So um, this is really a uh, a wonderful thing. It's a statewide initiative, collects, preserves, and makes accessible firsthand recolle uh, recollections of vet veterans and civilians who served in five military branches. Now, I also want to tell you that uh, Illinois has a military museum. Now, I was just talking to an individual uh, really like a month ago, and his father served in World War II, and he has a whole bunch of World War II artifacts that his father brought home from the war and was asking me what to do with it. Now, um, Illinois has a military museum that will take those artifacts. So if an individual passes away or uh, no longer uh, wants to keep those uniforms or medals or pictures or letters or anything at all, anything at all, um, 
we do also have an Illinois military museum. So we have the state library, state museum, but we have a military museum that will take those artifacts, will catalog them, will um, make sure that they are properly displayed when needed. And really, they do a wonderful job. And if you want that information, um, just reach out to me or my office that I can completely uh, connect you with that as well. So if you don't know what to do, um, we have a military, Illinois Military Museum as well. So, uh, and then just a, a quick little announcement. I know I'm doing a couple of announcements this morning. First, um, coffee chat next week. Next week, we're, we're starting to bring in some guest speakers. Uh, I think that, um, you know, just having me, I mean, I know I give updates and I try really hard to keep it uh, relative, relevant and, and uh, informative. But I think having some guest speakers in, uh, increases um, just information that we can give. So uh, next coffee chat, next week, Monday, November 20th, week of Thanksgiving week, um, we will have Deputy Director Jacob Perez, and he manages the Commission on Equity and Inclusion's Veteran Business Program to discuss the process of veteran business program certification and the benefits of the Veterans Business Program for Veterans so that uh, we can focus on supporting, continuing to support our veterans. So that's the updates. Good morning. Good morning, Cheryl. Cheryl's tuning in. Uh, really appreciate that. And then in the um, in the chat, we put the Gifts From Home uh, website for you to um, visit and put your loved one in. So um, now, veto session was last week, the final week of the veto session of this um, of this year. Now, now, just to give you an idea of Springfield, if you don't know, if you're just tuning in, um, our our uh, general assembly term is for two years. So, bills that were introduced this year can still be considered next year because it's still the 103rd general assembly. Next year, at the end of the year. Or when when we adjourn uh, sine die, uh, that means everything closes and and needs to be restarted in the next hundred and fourth general assembly. So the hundred and third general assembly is this year twenty twenty three, and next year twenty twenty four. Then the hundred and fourth general assembly starts in twenty twenty five. So um, that's the cycle. So bills that didn't get considered this year can still be considered next year. Um, so that's what we're working on as well. But in the House, in the House, we we passed Senate Bill 2315. I know it's a number. Uh, it was a bill that the governor vetoed. And it had uh, a lot of provisions in there to help our veterans with disabilities. There was some language that needed to be clarified with regards to property tax relief for our veterans that have been getting it for five years. Uh, some tax assessors wanted to um, take away those benefits for our disabled veterans, especially our 100% disabled veterans. Clarifying language for that, clarifying language for, and, and support for surviving spouses of fallen police officers, rescue workers, and firefighters. And then uh, some other uh, language that needed to be done from the Department of Revenue. Uh, that passed the House. Now, it did not get taken up in the Senate. However, we do go back. Uh, January 16th is our first day back of the new year, and uh, that bill will hopefully be considered in the Senate at that time. That's what I'm getting told. Um, so we did, though, pass uh, 
a bill that lifted the 36-year-old moratorium on nuclear construction. As you recall, the governor vetoed that bill that we had to file a new bill. And uh, this is the first time to allow companies to develop new nuclear power. Now, it's so different than it was 36 years ago when the moratorium was put into place, because now there is the technology to create small modular nuclear reactors. Now you want to say, is this, is this new? How does this work? What is the um, small modular nuclear reactor? Well, I have to tell you um, individuals in the Navy, such as my son, although he's not on a ship powered by a small nuclear reactor, um, but our stealth submarines, our brand new submarines and our aircraft carriers, they're so large that um, they're powered by small nuclear reactors. They're not powered by diesel fuel. Now, I do believe that my son's ship is powered by fuel, but um, but we have ships in the Navy that are powered by nuclear reactors now. And so the technology is out there. And if we can make more efficient, cleaner energy with these small nuclear reactors, I say, why not? So uh, we passed that bill. We also passed a bill, uh, Senate Bill 1956, uh, regarding eligibility uh, to individuals who had um, not received their initial increase. Now, this is for Chicago uh, police. So what happens is is there was this, I think it went into the code like in 1964. And um, every five years, the General Assembly had to uh, adjust a date so that the police officers in Chicago could get the benefits that they had paid into the, their COLA benefits. Now they pay into it, but because of COVID, it didn't get extended. And there was 1,500 uh, Chicago police officers who were not getting the COLA that they paid into. That's the key. They paid into it. They earned it and they paid into it. So uh, Senate Bill 1956 uh, was uh, helps with um, just make it all parity, all the same with all the other, um, similar to with all the other pension codes and, and, and eliminates this really weird provision that was put in, in the 1960s. It was really outdated. So we did that. Um, we streamlined professional licensing. I know individuals are, we're talking and calling the office about some professional licensings being delayed. It was a software issue. Uh, so we passed a bill that would help streamline it. And then we passed a bill to uh, only purchase zero emission vehicles after January 1st, 2030. That's uh, down the line, but it'll get here quicker than we thought. And then um, what we also did was there is a, a issue with regard to license holders in the cannabis transport arena. And what had happened was um, small business owners were really getting cut out of the transportation portion, uh, transporter portion of the cannabis licensing. So um, what we did was um, put, there was a, a two-year moratorium on new transporter licenses, uh, and that will allow the current smaller independent transporters to secure contracts and grow their businesses. So um, we're looking at um, holding the line and helping fix this issue as well. Um, we also passed, I talked about police pensions. We also passed um, pension parity for Chicago Ferry uh, 
Finally, um, there were referendums that created mental health funding for five suburban townships and Will County, uh, including Naperville Township. And there was some questionable, um, really some questionable language on these referendums that uh, they were looking to invalidate the referendums, invalidate the folks that voted for these referendums to provide mental health funding, which is very important. And so we uh, passed a lot to tweak it to um, honor those referendums as they as they are passed. So uh, that's kind of Springfield in a nutshell. There is a lot more work to be done. But again, those bills that went over that weren't considered in the other chamber in the Senate, uh, most likely, uh, hopefully, will be considered in January. Um, in our area, Naperville, Naperville Central High School, I remember Naperville Central. I went to Wheaton Central and so uh, hung out with folks from Naperville Central. But uh, congratulations to Seth Brady. He's a social studies teacher at Naperville Central High School, those of you that might know him, for being awarded the 2024 Horace Mann Award for Teaching Excellence. It's a top honor in public education. It's giving to five educators annually. Uh, and so uh, the NEA Foundation is based in Washington, D.C., and they picked uh, Naperville teachers. So if you know, if you know Seth Brady, give him a high five. Tell him congratulations. So what else is going on in the state of Illinois? Just a little bit, a little bit to let you know, uh, kind of announcements, kind of information. Uh, but if you are part of the Affordable Care Act, the marketplace enrollment is now open. So open enrollment for individuals who need to purchase health insurance through the Affordable Care Act Health Insurance Marketplace. It runs November 1st through January 15th. So there are plans issued by 12 companies. You have to enroll by December 15th for coverage to begin January one. So you go to getcovered.illinois.gov for information and the plans. Uh, we are opening up applications for electric vehicle grants through the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency. So this is for the installation of direct current fast charging light duty charging stations um, so that we can um, look at look at building out the infrastructure for electric vehicles. There's grants available for youth mental health. The Illinois Department of Public Health awarded $3.5 million to 19 entities to support post-pandemic child and adolescent mental health. Uh, last week, announcement of also of $9.5 million in grants to 40 providers throughout the state. So uh, again, we get funds from the federal government, then we distribute them in grants and uh we are putting a lot of effort into helping our youth and providing more funding for mental health services. So, uh, and good morning, Bonnie and Gay. Thanks for joining us. Um, the Illinois Housing Development Authority, Illinois Homeowner Assistance Fund, has provided assistance for almost 15,000 homeowners facing hardships. And I know my office has helped quite a few people. Um, so, it's, of course, of course, uh, funding is is less than the need. Forty three thousand people applied for assistance, uh, but the applications are now closed. And um, we put aside three hundred million dollars to help. And uh, you know, all the 
all the need that's out there, uh, most likely that's going to go down and be depleted. So while we don't have direct mortgage assistance, we also have, but we do have assistance for home repair um, if you need maintenance. So definitely uh, call my office. They just uh, plan to open up a homeowner assistance fund for home repairs. The State Board of Education released its 2023 school report card. And that's for families and educators for information about the 850 school districts. So it talks about things like test scores, enrollment data, absenteeism, teacher retention. Um, and overall, it shows that our public school students are recovering from the pandemic and, and uh, definitely doing well. There is some absenteeism issues still that remain, but um, we're, we're working on that. It's it's. I mean, the effects of the pandemic is going to be felt for quite a long time, more so than we'd like to admit. So paid leave for all workers rules were published. So the Department of Labor issued rules for the Paid Leave for All Workers Act, which provides employees with up to 40 hours of paid leave during a 12-month period, meaning approximately 1.5 million workers will begin earning paid time off starting in 2024. So that's a huge step to make sure that people get the day off that they deserve. Now, myself, I mean, I, I work all the time, but I'm I'm an elected official, so I don't really fall under those categories. But there are categories where um where definitely you can get some uh paid leave, paid leave for all workers act that was passed. And then finally, Illinois public universities have increased for the third year of enrollment. So enrollment is up and robust. So uh, definitely, that's a good good thing. Uh, graduate and professional enrollment, however, decreased by more than fourteen hundred students. So, um, so there were some consecutive years of growth at the graduate level, but that's kind of flatlined a bit. Um, we passed the assault weapons and magazine ban, um, and it's been in the courts ever since. The seventh U.S. Circuit Court, and if I mentioned this last uh, two weeks ago, and I forgot, I'm going to mention it again. Uh, the seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the rulings by the Federal District Court in Chicago. Now, as we had mentioned, there were there were um, court cases that were going through the the state, and then there was court cases that were going through the federal, and um, and so there were two different trajectories. The, the The Illinois Supreme Court has already ruled. But this is going through based on the the national constitutionality, our, our Constitution of the United States, going through the federal court system. So the seventh U.S. District Court of Appeals upheld the rulings by the Federal District Court of Chicago. And um, so the law bans the sale and purchase of assault weapons in high capacity magazines. Um, the issue of the... Um, if you want to look at the ruling, is that there are parameters around our fundamental rights. And for example, they noted that you can't yell fire in a in a crowded theater and cause uh, harm. And and there are different there are different parameters around our um, for example um, around our our freedoms that they have. And they cited so many examples in the uh, in the opinion. 
So uh, this is, again, in the Seventh Circuit Court, and um, they affirmed the law as well as, um, you know, that there have to be parameters around things, which is kind of common sense. So um, they can appeal up to the United States Supreme Court after this, uh, this appellate court issuing. President Joe Biden, if you don't know, we, we're in the state levels, and I've gone to several conferences um, with regards to this subject matter and looking at artificial intelligence and AI and algorithms and Facebook algorithms and stuff to that effect. On the state level, we've been looking at that pretty closely. And I know there's uh, several representatives in the um, in the House that are looking at AI. Uh, we did pass um, what was called um, deep fake legislation, uh, legislation addressing that, which is, um, you know, just all this technology is is really, um, really, really believable. So the president issued an executive order for a standard on safety, security, and transparency of artificial intelligence systems. And it requires companies developing them to share details with the system safety test with the U.S. government as under the Defense Protection Production Act. And that has been routinely used by presidents to oversee U.S. companies for the purposes of natural, national securities. So the National Institute of Standards and Technologies will set the standard on the kinds of safety tests the companies must undertake before AI systems are released and the Energy and Homeland Security Departments will assess threats posed by artificial intelligence systems. So we're looking at that executive order as well on the state level to see how we can incorporate a good policy with regards to artificial intelligence uh, for our state. Um, and then finally, uh, overseas, the... the um, the war and the conflicts of uh, in Syria and Iraq uh, took a, a real a toll on our troops who fired the cannons. Um, so they had a lot of artillery crews firing more intensely than any had had in generation. And members of these gun crews developed uh, really just devastating and puzzling symptoms. And... Um, so studies are starting to reveal the risk posed by blast exposure. Um, and so we're still looking at that and hopefully get better services for our veterans. But I wanted to show that out there. If there's any veterans that you know that um, really fired the cannons and um, and was artillery, I know a couple of them, and they had some some symptoms that might, their studies are starting to show that it might also be linked to that. So what is coming up? Other than that, I don't have much to to announce. Uh, this week, I am flying to um, to Washington D.C. for an environmental. Um, really, it's it's a conference. As as uh, I've been more senior and and working with a lot of people throughout these years, uh, I know that there is a negative uh, undercurrent by some people about individuals being in elected office a certain amount of years. However, um, because of this, I'm able to now um, really work with other states and really get to an understanding of some of the other states and um, 
coordinating and really uh, connecting with individuals that, um, you know, do, do so much and have different ideas and, and a lot of great, a lot of great ideas from our friends in um, some other states. And so what I am doing this week in Washington, D.C. is I'm leaving on Wednesday and uh, heading out with some fellow veterans to talk about the environment and to talk about a little bit of what Illinois has been doing for the environment. As you might know, we've done a lot um, with regards to policy and with regards to um, outreach. So um, and with regards to trying to get to zero, uh, zero emissions by, um, you know, through our CJA bill. So what I'm going is, is heading for Washington. I'm participating in the annual climate emergency and energy security department of energy summit. So this is co-hosted by the U S department of energy. And it's organized by the Energy Outreach and Policy Alliance. So they are a group of, of legislators from different states. And so we're going to be briefed by the White House and the Department of Energy about the community benefits stemming from the Inflation Reduction Act so that we know what was in that that bill, which was a wonderful bill that, that Congress passed, the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and we will look at that act and see how our state can benefit more from that act. So I'm I'm really excited the Inflation Reduction Act to see how we can utilize that and bring some of those benefits back here to the great state of Illinois. So that's what I'm going to be doing this week uh, for a couple of days as well. And then um other than that, I really don't have much else Friday, uh November 17th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m is the winter lights holiday. It's, uh, they light up the streets. They light up the official Christmas tree. Um, they have a fireworks show and, uh, they have an annual celebration. So that is this Friday. The parade begins at 6 30 PM at Downer place and water street and heads on, uh, downer to river street. And then the lighting of the Christmas tree is immediately after the parade in front of the GAR Memorial hall. And then after that is the fireworks. So uh, they have a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, photos with Santa, music and dancing, photos with costume characters, food trucks, and special holiday shopping deals from the downtown businesses of Aurora. Um, if you are planning over this um, November, December time to visit a museum in downtown Chicago, we have our constituent museum education card that's available for residents of the 84th district. So just call the office. You can get firsthand trips to the museums, the zoos, the gardens, and the aquariums. So definitely that is something that uh, you want to use and enjoy. Finally, finally, um, Toys for Tots. We have our Toys for Tots box. It's, it's open. We are collecting donations. Uh, in our office, 1677 Montgomery Road, Suite 116. And we need to have all your toy donations by December 4th so that we can drop them off and get them in the hands of children that would like a little bit of Christmas with our annual Toys for Tots toy drive. So you can uh, drop that off at our office. So other than that, 
uh, Secretary of State Alexei Janoulis is forming a Veterans Advisory Board. You can reach out to us if you're interested in that. Um, always make sure that your pets are safe during Thanksgiving because there are some foods they can't eat um, and some foods that could make them sick. So definitely do that. Uh, IDVA launches the Winter Riches Lottery Ticket, which is the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs, and that helps our vet cash program to support organizations in Illinois. And then also tips for winter weather preparedness, um, fire safety tips over this time, and the like. So that really is our update for this Monday morning. I hope everybody had a great week. I wasn't on uh, last week because of that conference, but I hope that um, you have a great week. And then we'll be back next Monday again with our guest, uh, with our guest um, talking about veterans and talking about um, the veteran business program, Deputy Director Jacob Perez. So tune in, or if you know a veteran, tune in, have them tune in to our live uh, Facebook Live next week. So be well, be safe. COVID is still out there. I know about three people that got COVID last week. It's still going around. And so definitely be careful. Wear a mask if you need to, hand sanitize, uh, create a distance, and uh, be well. So take care. Have a great week. And um and be safe and enjoy the weather. The weather has been great today and yesterday. So take care. Have a great one, guys.